All right. Okay. Well. Hello again. Hello again. <laughs> it's 2020. Yeah. Good year. Good Figured we could hop on the bandwagon and make a podcast. You know, why not? people are have done it so you know it's we're very kinda, original we're pioneers yeah you know of, yeah i think we're maybe the first people probably if you know i can't oh my god well hi i'm Kristen. i'm dylan and this is cryptic and colloquial a cacophony of crimes cults and conspiracies <laughs> we could have we could have eased up on the name a little bit but we really wanted to include i like alliteration all of those things yeah, yeah. So yeah, this is um, our podcast. We've actually talked about doing the podcast for years now um, Mm -hmm. and just never got around to it and figured what better time than the present. So we're, you know, both work from home and uh, really enjoying that. And we figured, you know, we got some mics laying around and a computer. A little free time. Just a little free time. (laughs) Just a sprinkle of free time. Might as well use it. You know, you can always just sleep less and do more. Yeah. And so. Yeah, for sure. Here we are. For sure. Well, how was your your week so far? It was a week, Mm. indeed. I mean, there were days in there. There were nights. Um, Some sleep. There was some sleep in there. Not much. There was some work going on. Um, food, and that's all I really remember. We're we coming off Christmas? of coming off of Christmas. Yeah. yeah, it was a weird Christmas. It was a very bizarre Christmas. We pretended to be Santa Claus. Yes, we did. Um, so we live um, several hours from our families, and um, decided to travel down to well up, I suppose, to their area to drop off Christmas presents, and we'd wrapped them with confetti and things, and socially distantedly. So. Yeah, given given the whole. <laughs> everything going on yeah. right now um we just kind of took trash bags like <laughs> like the ones you put leaves into when you rake in the fall and we we just filled them with gifts and ran them up to people's doors and basically like ding dong dish them. Yeah, yeah we rang the doorbell and took off yeah. and Waved yelled merry afar. christmas on the way out you know <laughs> and uh and it was better than nothing yes i would say i'm, yes. I'm glad we could do that we made good much. accommodations it was special there were there were some special moments there especially so. considering um a few days prior we got a foster dog yes uh, not yes. a foster dog a foster, <laughs> foster puppy. puppy and we already have two dogs we have leia who's 100 pound um great pyrenees mix and then bentley who is a six pound yorkie poodle mix yeah so and then we had the foster puppy well and it's important well. to note our dogs are in their golden years yes they are senior 10. citizens yeah um and so yeah they get the discount at applebee's <laughs> And and they sleep all the time. Yeah. They're sleeping under the table right now. And um, they do great he, in the car. The the foster puppy um, didn't have a name. We called him Scruffy, and he was just a ball of pure energy. I mean, I, I think he, he was definitely part Chihuahua, but I also want to say like there was definitely some Jack Russell or something in there because mm-hmm. he had energy. Yeah, he would to get power he would get the zoomies. The United States of America. Like he was such a spe- but he is um currently in an overnight and hopefully has found his forever home. So. I don't think we're getting him back. No, I kind Maybe. of I kind of like secretly deep down inside of my soul wanted him back. Yeah. But also I can't handle a puppy right now. Well and the the reality is they bought him matching pajamas on day one. Yeah. <laughs> um so I think I think that's it. I think yeah. that's solidified. They named him Luke, which yes. is a very cute Luke name. Luke and Lola. I love, dog. I love dogs with people names because it kind of melds the barrier should, between the we two. We should name and... our next dog William. William, can I call him Bill? No, you can yeah. only call him William. That's appropriate, I guess. <laughs> Bartholomew. He wears, he wears bow ties <laughs> yeah. and such. William. Yeah, that'd be cute. So yeah, um, so our podcast is essentially an amalgamation of the things that we love. I am a graduate student and a researcher. Um, we'll have a whole degree in research a master's degree in research in May. Um, so I essentially have researched some of my favorite, well, some of my most interesting things. Maybe favorite isn't 
the most appropriate word to use <laughs> when you're talking about true crime. This is, this is um, my favorite yeah, serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am not that kind of person. I do not worship Ted Bundy, um, and more so want to focus on the victims. When cool we do documentary, about... though. Yeah. The, the, was that the Zac Efron one? Well, that wasn't a documentary. It was like cool, a... Yeah, but like the documentary movie. was cool, too. Yeah. The um, Ted Bundy tapes? Yes, the confession tapes. Yeah, Very interesting. Really Maybe one day we'll talk about Ted Bundy. Maybe I feel like he he's is so my favorite serial killer. No, no. <laughs> That's not something you say. Anyways. Um, no, terrible so yeah, person. It's an awful say. person. Yeah. He should rot in hell. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so we essentially... I will research a topic and then we'll chat about it. And Dylan, he knows the topic. He doesn't know anything about it for the most part, other than like the knowledge he has gained in his 26 years about yeah, these I'm, topics. I'm the guy that um, reads the headline. Yeah. And... And that's as far as I go. That's yeah. got everything I need right there. Yes. And uh, and you read the whole article, and then probably click on a few sources. Yes. And <laughs> and then re- rearrange them in some kind of APA format, and Quite. and do all that nonsense. Yeah. I look at the picture, and that usually gets me by. Yeah. Um, but a picture <laughs> and a headline. I mean, that's just. That's all you need right there. Yeah, so I'll kind of present um, our topic, and then Dylan and I will chat about it and get his first take and kind of present the information to you guys in case you don't already know it and you're interested in these things. So um, 2020 has been a weird year. There has been a pandemic, if you weren't aware. Please wear your masks and social distance. Has there been? Just just a little pandemic. You know, I heard someone like coughed or something and got sick, but... It's Truly, though, I, I do want to express my deepest condolences to, you know, the 300,000 plus um, Americans, families who have been lost in, uh, you know, worldwide, the amount of people who have, have lost their lives yeah. to um, coronavirus. We do sincerely want to um, express our condolences for that. Um, but yeah, so it's it's been a weird year with the pandemic and the election and um, also some monoliths. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, the monoliths have been kind of an interesting um, source of speculation and joy in a really, really, really weird time. Um, and I'm, I'm going to say I didn't know what a monolith was until... Well, well and, and also, I, here's, here's what I know about this. I know that there was a monolith in the desert, Arizona, somewhere. This is what happens when you read the headlines. Yeah, yeah. Okay? There was a monolith in yes. the desert, probably Arizona. Yeah? Yeah? Okay. Um, and we don't know how it got there. Um, right. Some other stuff happened. And and on Christmas, there was a gingerbread monolith. And I just saw that one. And then it rained, and that one basically fell apart because it yeah. rained. Well, but, and it was supported by plywood. Anyways. But my my idea is that there is a, a rampant monolith maker <laughs> traveling the globe. So now we have to decide who is But I know the about maker. two. I yeah. know about two monoliths. There are a lot more than two. And so, yeah, so a monolith essentially, in case you don't know... We'll get to that. Anyways, a monolith is a large, single, upright block of stone, especially shaped into or serving as a pillar or a monument. But I saw um, it, it was metal, the first one. Yes. And the second so, one was so gingerbread. This, so the, the word monolith, it, it started, it was dubbed by the people who found it, and we'll go into that, but... Um, Essentially, it's a reference to 2001, A Space Oddity, the Stanley Kubrick movie. Have you seen that? Is that the one with um, David Bowie? Don't ask me. I don't think so. Google it. Man, I... Okay. Google. This is is really embarrassing because I love movies. They're great. Um, I figured you had seen it. And it... Yeah, it looks like a movie that would be just right up my alley. And it looks fantastic and i want to watch it so badly um but every time i go to watch it there's something else more interesting that pops sure. up I mean, it looks like it's cast. an old movie though it's like the the 80s it was 1968 six good lord yeah so it was in the 80s no it was a 1968 movie um it was a sci-fi obvi yeah and then it had well the, okay so the main character's name was david bowman oh Maybe that's why. Or maybe, yeah, the actor was Kier Julia. 
Okay, I'm I so need to sorry. go watch this movie. I'm probably butchering that. Anyways, so, anyways, there there were monoliths in monoliths mm-hmm. in the movie that were essentially a core point. I'm not a movie person, so I don't really know. But this structure that came up in Utah. Um, <laughs> That's close to Arizona. They touch, right? So the structure that came up reminded the people who found it of that monolith. And that's kind of how um, the structure got dubbed monolith to begin with. So, okay. Um, so, so I wonder the, if the people that found it were a big fan yeah. of the Space Odyssey. <laughs> so, okay. So the monoliths in the movie were apparently key to human evolution. And they, like, mm. helped the human race developed from apes essentially i don't know i haven't seen it but it sounds really interesting well you know you know how i feel about sources of power okay we'll get to the sources of power (laughs) so all right so the first monolith showed up in utah um it was placed between july and october of 2016 that's the range we have yes and i'll get to why so it was only discovered in november of this year and it was discovered by a group of biologists who were looking for bighorn sheep love biologists by helicopter <laughs> okay yes. wait a minute that's a job yeah yeah like, so they were like okay. in a helicopter flying over the desert in this canyon and they saw something shiny and they were like yo what's that and so they went down and they found the monolith so it was a three-sided structure um and it was installed and removed by unidentified people, but we know, or beings, but we know that the, uh, like, we know who removed it. Like, we know, like, a general sense of who removed it, right? So... What do you mean by that? We know it was people. We don't know do who we? installed it. Yes. Yes, we do. And I'll, I'll tell you why. Yes. Oh. We have eyewitnesses. Okay. Wait, I'm confused, though. How do we know the range that it was put there? Okay, so this guy, I want to say he was... Dutch? Yes, it was a Dutch journalist used Google Earth to look oh. at when it appeared. And so between July 7th of 2016 and October 21st of 2016 is, is when, when it, it appeared. Up. So that's where our Google photos... Yes, but because oh, okay. before then it wasn't present. Yep. And then after then it was. So there was a range Oof. of time we're not sure when it appeared. But it wasn't discovered until 20. 20. It could have been there for a day. Exactly. It could have been there for months. But we know because of the Google Earth photos that it was there after October 21st, 2016. Okay, okay. okay that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So it was 9.8 feet tall. Um, each side was 23 inches wide. It was made of steel or aluminum. We are they don't not know? Sure. We do not know. Um, it was hollow. It was fastened with blind rivets, rivets which suggests that it had human origin. Well, Apparently. I mean, okay, that I don't believe that that's a real <laughs> assumption we can make because it. Okay, there's rivets. Must have been us. No one else in the well, universe the knows how rivet rivets it work. Was, though I don't really know. Well, what if that's the rivets aliens use? I mean, it, it could be. I'm not saying aliens are real, but I'm not saying that they're not. Right. And I'm not saying that rivets will prove that aliens do not exist. Well, let's talk about where it came from. So. We don't know, right? There are several different origin theories. Um, one of the most prominent origin theories is that it came from this artist. Um, he's a minimalist artist named John McCracken. He died in 2011. Um, and he believed very strongly in extraterrestrial mm-hmm. life forms. And so he expressed before he died an interest in leaving a piece of art in the desert. Um, but he died before 2016. So it's been also theorized that maybe, you know, um, it was someone who was like a fanatic of his that erected it in his honor. Yeah. Yeah. Like a copycat or a, like this is a tribute. To John McCracken. Um, but then a New York gallerist said that it was nearly identical to one of his pieces, one of his 2011 works. So right before he died, it's very similar to a work that he has in his gallery. Okay. So, but he suspected it was probably someone paying homage to John McCarkin. Um, and then that's, were... that's like the Occam's razor. Yeah. A, you know, theory of right. like, okay, is probably, but like also. Right. 
what else we got? Like, let's not cancel everything out. Yeah, so the other speculation is that it's been other artists. So there were several other artists. Um, Patricia LaFonhawk, and I'm so sorry if I butch. I am the worst with names. Um, but they she denied it as hers. Um, there was another artist, Derek Despain, who's neither confirmed nor denied that it was his work. And then the most famous artist is one that's come up several times in me researching. So it's a collective, and they kind of like gave a nod to the monoliths on Instagram, and actually even like were offering them for commission on their website, but said they were sold out. They were offering them for commission for forty five thousand dollars. Oh boy! Yeah. So, and I don't buy art, so I don't know if that's like a. I think it really depends. Price. I mean, there's there was that piece that that guy um, painted and then it shredded itself mm-hmm. at auction. That was like millions of dollars worth That's of art. That's so insane. That immediately became more expensive. So insane. I don't, we're, we're not rich enough to understand no. art. No, not at all. We have this piece up here. That, uh, <laughs> From Hobby Lobby. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, on it's sale. It's a Hobby Lobby exclusive. Yeah, I mean, there's only maybe a thousand <laughs> of them ever made. Um, we, we want to be art we people. We have one of them. Yeah, we, we have some artists that we support, and uh, we're just waiting for the right piece to come yeah. along. And and the biggest issue with, um, like, I don't know if they're exclusives or singles, or what do you call them when someone paints something? You know what I mean? Where they paint one thing, and they're like, I'm selling this one I'm thing. I'm not an artist. I couldn't tell you. Um, it it's sold out immediately yeah. because there's one there's and one. that's you know yeah. i have a hard enough time like buying an original yeah, I guess. yeah buying a hoodie for a youtuber that i watch like <laughs> you know what i mean yeah sure you really gotta like jump the gun on that kind yeah, of stuff so for sure um so this was the first monolith um and then it was removed by an unknown group on November 27th, they were in a pickup truck and they dismantled it, loaded it into a wheelbarrow and said, this is why you don't leave trash in the desert. And that was it. Loaded it up and took off. So they, they thought it was trash. Yeah. They're monolith haters. Yeah. Essentially. So the authorities are investigating that. The authorities were also like super against the monolith to start with, right? Because it's technically vandalizing, like it's state property and it's like park property. Um, so yeah, I mean, technically speaking, it's probably against the law, right? They, I think they said something along the lines of, you know, vandalism is vandalism, no matter what planet you're from. Well, and I I think that's like, they can use the, the notoriety, right? right? And be like, Hey, by the way, check out our state park. Right. (laughs) And now's the best time because there's There's no people around and check out the monolith. And I bet business... I bet business was booming in Utah. Well, yeah, because someone, you know, with, when they did the Google Map coordinates, they, you know. I just want to know, like, what it felt like. Like, you're looking for sheep, and you don't find sheep, and you find that instead. Like, what is that? I still am stuck on the fact that people were getting paid to look for sheep. <laughs> yeah. I I love science, and I love biologists <laughs> in particular, uh-huh. I think, because I don't understand no, me any of that me stuff. Either. And I'm glad there are people that do. But now I, I find out that they're flying helicopters to find some sheep. I mean, I've seen sheep, and they're not very fast animals. Um, I, they were, I think they were trying to study, like, herds. I don't know. I don't know the details. I'm I will do saying, more research on... I think they may have just slipped in the helicopter as, like, a necessity. That really wasn't. They, <laughs> they had like, grant money. <laughs> yeah. They got, like, a big grant, and they were like, guys... natural sciences. You get grant money. <laughs> If we, if we don't spin this, we yeah. we lose it. And it's like, well, let's take a helicopter instead of it. the Jeep, you know? That's so funny. Um, so there are there have been lots of monoliths since, right? So that one monolith and then starting in and December. And the gingerbread one. Lots of other monoliths have actually <laughs> been found. So um, some of them have been claimed by local artists and even tech companies and... Um, Big corporations for marketing. What? Like for... Anyways. Is this, okay, is this one of those things where, like, a big company gets in on, like, a meme that's going around? Just wait till I tell you about the tweets. Oh, <laughs> man. Why do they ruin things? I Dude, don't it's... know. Capitalism ruins everything. I know. <laughs> okay, so um, there have been lots of monoliths found across, like, the world now. So um, there were 49 found across Europe that are of unknown origin. So 
I mean, they could be of human origin. We just don't know. Nobody's mm-hmm. claimed these. So I took out all the ones that had already been claimed on the Wikipedia page, and I'll link that, like I said. Um, but I took out all the ones that had already, like someone took credit for them or said that it was their work, and just kept the ones that are of unknown origin because I feel like they're more interesting to talk about. Yeah. So 49 of them were found across Europe. Six were found in Canada. So the Oceanic region... There was one in South Australia and one in New Zealand that have been unclaimed. Um, And Central and South America, I just bunched them together Uh because there were only five. Excuse me. But then in the U.S., there have been 25 total of unknown origin. Okay. So. Well, that, you know, building a monolith is not easy. No. Well, and that's the thing is that, like, the monolith that was built in Utah was, like, welded. Like, and it was welded, like, into the ground. Like, there was a piece of it in the ground. So when it was dismantled, I'll I'll try to put up a picture or something. They had to, like, push it over. They, They pushed it over from what I read. But, like, there were pieces of metal still in the ground mm. where it was. So it was, like, in there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was one found in Arkansas. Um, the interesting thing about the one in Arkansas is that it it was on farmland that typically hosts an annual alien music festival. Okay. So the, the it's kind of... You know. Yeah, yeah. They were... Yeah. 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 So <laughs> they haven't said that they've, you know, well, that they made it. it either. Right. You but know. they haven't said they haven't either. So, um, California had six plus the gingerbread monolith on okay. Christmas Day. I want to say the gingerbread's my favorite because it seems like the least nefarious yes. of all of them. You know? Like, if I'm thinking about these monoliths and what they could be used for... Right. And I think the gingerbread one's probably the safest. The safest bet, of all of them. For sure. Um, so then Colorado had two, Florida had two, Georgia had one, Massachusetts had one, Michigan had two, Missouri had two, Nevada had one, New Mexico had one, New York had one, Texas had two, Vermont had one, and then Washington, D.C. I had just want to say New Mexico had just one. I know. New Mexico should have had 25. We'll have an interesting conversation about New Mexico in a moment. <laughs> or at, at least enough to kind of, like, at least three or more yeah. to pinpoint a location where they right. all converge, you know? Right. That's what they needed yes. in Nevada. So. They failed. Let's, that's kind of all the background information about the monoliths. Let's talk conspiracies. Okay. okay. Let's All right, it. so I'll save the best for last. Yeah. Okay. So, well, I'll save it for last, but then I have, like, an other category. Okay. So, everybody, of course, with our capitalism-hating country right now because of what it's done, you know, everybody, <laughs> like, has very sour feelings towards billionaires and big corporations right now. Rightfully so. Um, lots of people said that it was a marketing stunt, and... Big corporations did not do anything to help their cause here. I'll put up, like, pictures of their tweets. But McDonald's tweeted about it. Amazon tweeted about it. And Budweiser tweeted about it. Even Oreo was in on this. This also wouldn't be the first time that companies have pulled a stunt or someone has pulled a stunt. And companies just kind of slipped right in and took credit for it. And it's like, there can be something really cool and wholesome and, like, fun and exciting going on. And they will ruin it. Yes, and they are. One way or another. (laughs) They will be like, you know, not everyone is Wendy's on Twitter. No. Right? (laughs) I got roasted by Wendy's on Twitter once upon a time. Anyway. You know, you're not a Twitter user until... You've been roasted by Wendy's. Yeah, until you get roasted by Wendy's. So Amazon tweeted that it looked like something they had. And then McDonald's was like, oh, it looks like, you know, the drive-thru order thing. And then Budweiser was like, no, it's a beer fridge. That's what's hiding in the monoliths. Har, har, har. Um, and then Oreo Why? tried to order a McFlurry, and it was... <laughs> but we all know the McFlurry machine is yeah, always broke. The ice cream machine broke. <laughs> so, anyways, that's one conspiracy theory, is that it's a marketing stunt. And and the, the other thing is that some places have put them out to get more attention. Like, I've seen people... Um, there was a little shop somewhere 
it was in the U.S. that had put one outside and was like, oh, it just appeared, and then gets all this traffic to their store. And then one appeared in front of a Humane Society, which is the worst thing. They got a lot of site visits after. Yeah, I'm just imagining like a Burger King where like the manager, Bob, is like dragging out the steel nine-foot monolith at like four in the morning to try to like get some people <laughs> to buy. Talking about how much he yeah, hates his job like, and all can't believe like $16 an hour I gotta deal with that. And that's not to say that people who work at Burger King are stupid. I'm saying that's what Bob would be saying. No, I'm saying the dude using a monolith to advertise, you know, if if this conspiracy theory is is the true one, then the only way that I'll accept it and that it's cool is if the natural park service people were the ones that did it. it. And they did it. Because, okay... Imagine this, you know, you're sitting down in Utah, your national park um, meeting of all the national park people. Yes. And it's probably on Zoom, you know, and and we're like, guys, everyone's staying home, quarantine. We got nothing. No one's coming in. What do we do? And some dude is just like, you know, I was watching Ancient Aliens last (laughs) night. And then he proceeds to just present this idea of a monolith. Yeah. And they're just like, you know what? We got nothing else. We, we are done. We're sick of this. Put it out. And so someone goes out there and here we go. The sheep people come along a couple days later, a couple weeks later, whatever. And boom, you got people rolling into every national park. I'm cool with that. Yeah. I think, I think if the park rangers did it, that's pretty sick. One of these days I'll present my conspiracy theory in a totally, totally aside here um, about Megalodon. And where he is now. Anyways. Um, <laughs> She's terrified of the ocean and every large we'll, we'll body of water. We'll talk about that so. on another episode. Yep. Anyways. Um, so then the other thing is that a bunch of artists have gotten in on this, right? So, like I said, the most uh, famous artist collective commissioned. Um, several artists have taken credit for several of the monoliths that appeared. Um, but... Lots of them haven't been claimed, and that's what's really interesting is no one's claiming responsibility for these things. And I feel like if you're an artist trying to get your work out there, you're wanting to... You put your name on yeah, everything. Yeah, put your name on that work. Yeah. So, um, and then the one, there was one in California that was considered guerrilla art, um, and it was like a big middle finger to capitalism. <laughs> like, and these people, the people who took it down were super ugly about it and um, were like... Anyways. Well, you know, you not everyone is going to like a monolith. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other theories that maybe it's just like a prank, you know. Like um, some seniors. Verbatim what I wrote here is, is someone doing this just to be an asshole goblin? Because there really isn't any proof that it is a prank. Like, what would someone get from this being a prank? You know, what, that's... Is, what does anyone get from a prank? From any prank? I mean, you get amusement. The, the amusement of knowing that you're the one that did it. But like, what's funny about it? And no one else. See, Kristen, if you're a boy, at some point in your <laughs> life, you pull a prank. That's mean. It's And it's a little too but mean. But it's not mean. Like, there's and... nothing. It's stupid. It's a piece of steel yeah. out in the desert. Yeah. That's and... hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you look at like all the hubbub and you're like, I did that. Look at that. I, I guess. Put this... But I don't... Okay, so... The thing about pranks is um, usually the effort is pretty low. Yeah. And and the effort starts very low on pranks, and usually people dial it up. But that's on an individual level, right? Like, there's a, a YouTube channel out there of a guy that puts the boxes on his mm-hmm. porch to be stolen, and it's a very elaborate prank that when they open the box, it sprays glitter and fart spray and records them on cell phones and I remember that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's that's the level of, like, elaboration that, you know, that this monolith thing would be. Like, to rivet something together and weld it and, like, put it into the ground, you know. I know, but I'm saying, like, it's still a lot of effort, right? Like, to build a nine-foot monolith and take it out in the desert, like, because it wasn't close to anything, Mm -hmm. really. Like, it wasn't... Oh, right in the cold. No, like off it was the side way out. Like it, it was like discovered. In the, yeah, for it four was years. Near where I presume the sheep are, because that's where the, <laughs> the biologists were looking. Maybe. That just <laughs> hear me out. Are you saying the sheep built it? Maybe the sheep built it. You know, we say um, that sheep are the dumbest <gasps> animals. Wait a second. And... Wait a second. Hold the line. Okay, so my next 
What's your next theory? Aliens, right? Okay, so it's got to be The obvious one. But what if the sheep are the aliens? You know, in uh, in The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the I, I don't want to ruin too much of the book for anyone who hasn't mm-hmm. read it because it's a fantastic book. But there's this idea that there's this super you know intelligent being has been among us all along and and maybe it's the sheep sheep. um you know because yeah i i learned in grade school that sheep are the dumbest animals around no that they they will if maybe if their water is sitting still they won't drink it they have to drink moving water or maybe it's the opposite maybe they won't drink moving water it has to be sitting still and so if you if you just give them the one that they won't drink they will die of thirst because they won't do it and then if they lay down like on a hill facing the wrong way they can't get up right and that's sheep um so maybe 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 it's, it's not- a front yeah, maybe they're not dying. Maybe they're just leaving to go back to wherever they came from. They're disposing Space. of their They're disposing their of, their of their vessel. Vessel on Earth. And okay. that vessel is sheep. So they're not stupid. So this is the most fun theory so far. That's our theory. I'm claiming that theory. <laughs> the what if it's the sheep? Them. Okay. Well, and there's sheep everywhere. Right. Right. So I read a really interesting article. I want to say, oh, where are my citations? Let me look. I think it was New York Times, yeah, um, put it out that was saying, well, are we the aliens? And it was like to make you think about, you know, in the time of the monolith, to make you think about, you know, um, we're, we're walking as aliens on this new planet and this new existence that we didn't know before. So that was really thought provoking. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we go to like actual extraterrestrial beings. So I read, or I, I was reading an article. I think it was the Times article. Um, and they linked a video that was by a user named Third Phase of the Moon on YouTube. Okay. I'm and not familiar with the phases of moon, I but third not. phase seems pretty advanced. <laughs> so he had a collar on the line. Okay, I, I used air quotes. I, I say that like... <laughs> Anyways, a caller on the line who wanted to remain anonymous. Of course. Right, okay. And he claimed to be an eyewitness that saw the monolith fall from the sky. Okay. Um... So it fell out of the sky and directly into the ground. So he claimed that he had a relative that was a first responder and they went out on the scene right mm-hmm. and that when the first responder relative got there with his or their other first responder friends or co-workers yeah. colleagues i don't Whatever. know anyways that the military showed up and kicked them all off interesting and protected the monolith and he claimed that the whole sheep story is a cover-up for whatever was happening out there. And then the monolith disappears. But the, he was saying that that was also a cover-up, from my understanding. I didn't watch the whole video because it was like 16 minutes long and it was just, it was a lot. But maybe the monolith fell from the sky and the military was trying to cover it up because it was a UFO. Here's, okay. I'm going to present a problem okay. that I have with every UFO conspiracy theory. <laughs> okay. And I, I I just want to state my position first. Please. I want to believe. I'm that kind of person. I struggle to, but the it's a possibility. You know, it's like the odds of being murdered by a cow are very low, but not zero. <laughs> That's how I feel about aliens. Okay. So here's, here's the thing. Every... Every UFO story has two commonalities, right? Mm-hmm. One, they're hyper-intelligent beings that can avoid evasion on a massive scale while still hanging around Avoid Earth. evasion? Or avoid detection, okay, sorry. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, they can, they can avoid detection on, on a massive scale right. while hanging around the Earth and like doing stuff. Yeah. Whatever the, the stuff that, that it is they do. And there's, there's 7 billion people on the Earth. Right. Like almost 8, I think. Um, 
So there's that, right? Which is pretty incredible. And mm. if they are hyper intelligent, they have the super good technology, right? Except that they always get caught by just one or two very lucky individuals. Yeah. It's never a crowd. It's never a group. It's never, you know, and I, I think about um, like the the military spy planes mm-hmm. and stuff that we have, right? It's the most advanced technology we have to avoid detection. And and they get spotted sometimes. Right. Um, but it's usually pretty well documented and well known about. And we have pretty good proof and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they can't avoid detection on like a global scale. You know, like they can't fly their stealth planes everywhere right. because they would be seen. Um, so that's the issue I have is like somehow they're so good that no one can see them. Except for these select Except for few a few people. Individuals. And it's, you know... Occasionally you get people that say like, oh, I never believed mm-hmm. until I saw it. But most of the time it's people that were like, they wanted to see. See, that's you know like I mean? me with ghosts. When I stopped wanting to see ghosts is when they presented themselves in my life, mm-hmm. you know? And then now that I don't want to see them anymore, they don't. Yeah. So it's a matter of like... I a- opened myself back up to it and yeah. then all of these things happened to me. But that's... A story for another time. Well, and I, I think, too, that um, you know, perception is reality in mm-hmm. a lot of cases. And if you see a shooting star and you believe it to be a UFO, then, then that's what to it you is. it was a UFO. Yeah. And that was your right. reality, right? And maybe that's these people. So there was that. And then I crawled to Reddit because I was running out of things that were interesting for theories. Well, Reddit's a good place. Reddit's a great place to find good Because you know people are talking about the monoliths. Yeah. So there's a whole subreddit that I found called r slash Utah monolith. And a user who was Fiasco Jones. um, It's a good good user. Created like a, yeah, he created like a, you know, TLDR, um, like mega thread of the monolith. Um, and he, or they, I should say, I don't, I don't know their gender. They proposed some theories as well. Mm-hmm. And the theory that caught me the most, so the, the others category that I had that we can chat about, um, we'll, yeah, we'll just go ahead and go into it. So there was that it's part of an underground military base because there are underground military bases apparently, according to Wikipedia. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, and then like Warren Air Force Base has a bunch of underground yeah. Stuff. Dylan was in the military. We should yeah. give that disclaimer and, now. And I I know there are underground um, military bases because my dad worked on right. uh, missiles yeah. when he was in yeah. the Air Force. And he was entirely underground. I mean, his yeah. job was he walked up to a door and then set a code or whatever and then got in, went downstairs. Yeah. And down to however many feet I know lots of Air Force bases, which is what you were stationed. He was in the Air Force. Mm-hmm. Um they had lots of like underground things yeah. and whatnot that they did tours okay, of for so, the public. The ones that were decommissioned anyway. Yeah, so I, I, I feel like now that you brought that up, I should mention um, with the theory of it was a military cover-up. Yes. And um, I, I have two, two schools of thought here. One, um, the military is at an individual level extraordinarily um, not capable of, of a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have to understand these are these no, are people that that usually yeah. um, you know a, a lot of people just wanted to to do their duty right. or whatever, and a lot right. of people do amazing things in the military. But then there's some people um, like some guys I worked with um, that I just you know I don't think they could cover anything no. up you know no. if they wanted to. And a, a lot of times it's like a you know an honesty integrity kind mm-hmm. of thing too. But that's some pretty intense organization but yeah. then on the other hand right you see what our military does do what, what they on like are a large scale exactly and so it's and like, you're like man yeah that's a that's big like they think big yeah. right and and i'm talking at like the general level yeah and then you see movies where the military can do whatever they want and honestly like the u.s has one of the largest military budgets yeah. you know ever per capita yeah. if not the largest and so if you know if they need to go spend some money chasing monoliths mm-hmm. and covering it up they can it's definitely possible 
there's a there's a base in Utah. I don't know what they do. I, I don't either. Don't ask me. I'm sure there's. I only know that there. because I have friends that were stationed there, and they complained about buying liquor, not being able to buy liquor oh. on weekends yeah. or something, like because Utah is um, very conservative country. I guess. I think there's a lot of like Mormons. Yeah. There too. Oops, the computer did the thing. It should be fine though, right? I think it's okay. Okay. Um, so the other thing was that it's a portal and there were several places that this portal could have gone. So it could have been, um, another dimension. It could have been, um, another galaxy or a portal to hell. So. You know, the, the thing about that is, um, did we try? Uh, no, did we it try got to go dismantled. It? So, but it, that was the thing is that if it got know. dismantled, was it a portal? It could have been, so then, you know, there's the idea that it could have been a communication device, um, or an ancient source of power. We'll go back to the ancient source of power. We'll I wanna know rotate back to I that. wanna know this is from way back at the beginning of this. How mm-hmm. did they not know if it was aluminum or steel? Because, because they didn't do anything to it. Like it wasn't up for that long. But I mean, okay, so I'm thinking we find the monolith, mm-hmm. right? It's it's over here and we all go to it. Right? People want to take right. pictures and stuff. And, and it's in a... Maybe it wasn't in an area accessible to mm-hmm. people. Um, but, like, take a magnet and just, like, dink. Well, the, the, when the biologists found it, like, they weren't... I don't expect the biologists to have They were looking for monoliths. Magnets, they were looking right? for sheep. But if the, if the people that came after... Right. The park rangers or whatever, they could have brought a magnet. I'm just saying... Maybe they had like a cool flashlight. They had a magnet. It was on the back aluminum of it, or steel. Or... That's all I know. Okay. So <laughs> my favorite theory um, that I've kind sheep? of added to that I've, other than the sheep, um, there is a monolith. There are two monoliths actually in space that we know of. One of them is on Mars. I think I've seen that. I think and I've seen the, the picture. And the other one is on one of Mars's moons. Phobos. Because we saw the shadow, right? Yes. So, there's a theory that the monolith in Utah could have been a twin monolith to the monolith in Mm -hmm. Mars's moon, Phobos. It can also tie into the portal theory. Right. Right. So, there's been a lot of um, interest in the scientific community about Phobos because it's one of like the most mysterious. The moons of Mars are very mysterious because they're like oddly shaped. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because they think there was like a big planetary collision. And that's what was like left. It was like gotcha. a photo planet. I don't know what that means. I'm not. I don't either. I've heard of Phobos, but I didn't know it was Mars's moon. Yeah. So it's really Mars irregularly moons. shaped. Okay? okay. So the the idea is that maybe this is, you know, Scientists think a piece of bedrock like sticking up out, which is very interesting to science, the scientific community because that would tell us a lot about Phobos's origins. Right. Right. But we don't know if that's what it is because we haven't been able to get to Phobos. So mm-hmm. we could be totally mispronouncing that. It's like Phobos or something. Would, you know, they like to do that. Yeah. Where, you know, they, they have a word that is very obviously pronounced. <laughs> yeah. And that's wrong. There's just no, so that's not how you do I didn't it. know how to pronounce Orion's belt for the longest time. And there's Is it not how you just said it? No, it is. is. Okay. I thought it was Orion's and I was like Orion's? Because that's how it's spelled. Orion. I guess. Yeah. (laughs) I guess I heard it before I saw it. One of my Twitter friends, because Twitter friends are real friends, um, way back in the gap had a dog named Orion. Orion. But I thought it was Orion. I was like, what a dog. I just didn't understand, but it's Orion, which makes more sense. Did you ever say it in front of someone no. and they were like, what? No, because just... I knew, I knew there was no way that was right. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. I heard it somewhere. I think I heard you say it when we were dating, when we used to look at the stars. Orion's belt. Orion's belt. You're like, there's Orion's belt. I was like, Orion's belt. Yes. <laughs> and I was none the <laughs> wiser. And you're like, indeed, Orion's. <laughs> That's what that's called. That's how you say that. Yes, yeah, that's absolutely. how long we've been on Twitter too. Anyways, I wonder how many um, how many words there are that I'm saying. Well, okay, the wrong so way. We, we live in Central Texas, and there are so many things here that we did not know how to pronounce when nope. we moved here. Like Bear County, it's spelled B X A R. We don't live in Bear County, but close. When there's an X. And it doesn't make and so an we're X like, sound. It's Bexar County. <laughs> Obviously, I can't imagine. Okay, so like, and English is our 
original language. Yeah. It's our first language. And so I feel like I've got a pretty good handle on yeah. it. And then they throw stuff like that at me. I know. And I'm like, that's not what an X sounds like. No. In no way. No. Is that, you Well, know. I mean, anyway. But can you imagine trying to learn English and you take a vocabulary quiz no. or something and Absolutely Bear not. County it's is on there? Stupid. Like, no. Anyways, so. Or Orion's, I'm apparently. the worst with names. Um, okay, so Bedrock, we talked about that. But we have found out. That as of 2015, Phobos is starting to disintegrate. Oh, it's no. falling apart. Now, when I say it's disintegrating, it won't be gone for like 30 to 50 million years. But it's starting to disintegrate. Well, yeah, right? that's important. So, this brought me to a whole nother school of thought of, because of the timeline that the monolith showed up. Mm-hmm. It was in 2016. That's a year after we figured out that Phobos is disintegrating. Yep. Maybe it needs some energy. Need some life force over there. So, if you guys watch Ancient Aliens, you know that pyramids are sources of power, right? Obviously. We'll talk about the pyramids one of these episodes. I'm you know, obsessed with Asia, I like, Egypt. I, I like the portal theory um, and the yeah. potential link between Phobos. Because, you know, I think we've proven maybe it's still a theory. I'm right. not sure. But quantum entanglement is a thing. Ooh, tell me about this. I okay, know nothing so, about this. So, you can have... I, I know very cursory knowledge of this, okay? You can have two um, atoms, mm. right? And they're quantumly linked sure. somehow. That's the part that I think we haven't quite figured it out, but they can. And you can have them any distance, any time apart. And anything you do to one will happen to the other. And so that's kind of like the, the direction of research is going towards, okay, well, can we, you know, build things... Right here and it builds them in space right because the biggest issue with getting to other planets is lifting everything out of the atmosphere so if you have materials say on the moon which we can get to relatively easy um and you have that quantum entanglement you can do things like that right so that's that's another thing if we're using the theory of quantum entanglement and the sheep are the aliens (laughs) Let's just wrap they this all up. They already have the resources here that they need mm-hmm. to build the monolith, to get power Yep. to Phobos and possibly save Phobos. I mean, for all we know, aliens could just be little who's, you know, because who's are tiny. Like in who? That's what, okay, that messed me up as a kid. When, How tiny who's are? When you, no, when, you, when they go through the whole thing and then it like zooms out and they're on this little speck of dust speck of Mm -hmm. what no what if that's us and we were just watching um santa claus the movie santa claus where they i think it was just you know to cut to the credits or something it wasn't like a concept of the movie but they zoomed out and it turned out the north pole was on a snowflake Mm -hmm. flying around and it's like no that's terrifying if we're, and, we are very and honestly, insignificant beings, if it, honestly. If, yeah, I understand that. Even with what we know is reality. But if it turned out we were on a speck of dust, it wouldn't change anything right. from my perspective. Right. If I knew that, I'd be like, man, I hope we're in a good spot. Like That's about it. But yeah. man, it's it makes you feel really small. Quite. And next to a monolith, I would feel very small. One of the monoliths, monolith. so the monolith on Phobos is 90 meters tall they said it's building sized wow i don't so i don't have any reference for meters i'm uneducated i will look in the that is a calculator that does not do me any good i don't know the conversion off the top of my head i think it's bigger than i have in my head 295 feet that is a football field yes how long is a football field 300 feet yeah, so you take that and prop it up into the sky, and that's the monolith on Phobos. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that is a building. So. But it's a small moon. Yes. So you need a larger monolith. Yeah. There's lots of theories about how Phobos got there, too. It's very interesting. Um, I'll have to learn about Phobos. I'll link, a, I think it was a BBC article that I read about Phobos. Phobos sounds cool. Yeah. If it's Phobos. We're going to get, like, slaughtered. Phobos. Phobos. <laughs> Fabus. Fabus. 
It's named after some scientist, I'm sure, yeah. and we're just disrespecting his name repeatedly. Over and over and over again. Yep. Yeah. You know, at least I know Mars is pronounced Mars. Yeah, for sure. If from nothing else than the candy bar company. <laughs> I know. It's like Uranus. Yeah. Everybody always told me it was Uranus, and maybe that's like an East Texas thing. I don't I know. I think that's like a children thing. Children like mm. that, you know, because it's a funny joke. But... I didn't know what an anus was for a very long time. <laughs> anyway, we were going to end the podcast on that, I think. Yeah. Um, learned I, learned, Uranus I learned a lot. Yeah. Um, monoliths are spooky. Sheep are spooky. Are they still happening? Is it still like going on? So the last one that went up from what I could tell on the Wikipedia site was the gingerbread monolith. I like that one. I hope that's our last one. That's a good one to like. It was like a gift. It was a gingerbread off. gift from the sheep. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, hey, guys, we don't celebrate but you we know, know the you holidays, do. but we know you do. So we're going to. Like, How would sheep bake? Well, I mean, like if it's an underground, maybe like all of these theories have some sort of truth, right? Like you say that like everything has like a partial truth to it, right? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't think the number of monoliths is particularly concerning because of copycats and artists yeah, and but companies. But those were the stuff. unclaimed ones. I left all the copycats oh, out. Oh, I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. The claimed ones. Yeah. That would, you know, I can't imagine going through the effort to make a monolith and being like, I'm not going to tell anyone. And then 49 different groups or individuals did the same thing. In Europe. And sometimes they moved. Like sometimes they would disappear and then appear other places. That's the part that gets me. Like if a monolith shows up in my backyard, I'm putting a camera on it. Yeah. And it's going to stay there. Yeah. Oh, one place had one like in a front yard or whatever and the camera cut and it disappeared. Of course it did. So. Conveniently. Yeah. I didn't go into like each individual monolith because that would have been... Three hours worth of talking That's about a lot. monoliths. Yeah, but there's a lot of if you want to know more details about each monolith, I have a Wikipedia site that you guys can look at. They're yeah. cool. I like that. Yeah, that it's pretty. Fun. It's pretty fun. It's a good way to end 2020. Um, and then next week we'll come back with something else fun. Yeah. Conspiracy or crime or and mystery. I won't know or... anything about nope. it. Nope. Nope. I'll read a headline before we start, <laughs> so I'm not confused yeah. when you say something. <laughs> I don't know. I think your confusion might be fun. And if you guys like this, let us know. Yeah, for sure. You can share it. I, we're going to put it up on YouTube and then probably a few podcasting platforms. Um, yep, once we figure out how. Yeah, once we figure out where to put it. <laughs> so, cool. Cool. Well, let's go make some dinner. I'm hungry. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, thanks, you guys. Bye. Bye.